Alrighty, so hi y'all. Welcome to the Urban Sound Checks podcast. I am your host, Jaden Urban, just giving my music opinion that no one asked for. And today is episode two of this new podcast that I'm starting. You might have seen me from my YouTube channel under the same name, Urban Soundcheck. Decided to try out a podcast where I'm moving on from just simply doing first reaction review videos to then trying out some new ideas. So I've been doing the song tournament idea. And the whole, if you didn't get a chance to check out the first episode, I'll just kind of explain what the song tournament idea kind of means. It's not necessary. I'm, I'm not reinventing the wheel here with this. I, uh, thousands of other YouTubers have done this. I just thought it'd be cool to give my own take and opinion on it. So what the rules are is I simply go through an artist's entire catalog, go through each of their projects, and through each of the projects, I figure out what I think is the best song on that project and then what I think is the worst song. So after doing that for each of the projects, I then compile a list of all the worst songs and then all the best songs. And then through a process of elimination, I try and figure out what I think is an artist's particular worst song and what I think is their best song. And last week I did The weekend, and that was insanely difficult. The amount of prep time that I had to do for that episode was literally insane. Um, he also has a ton of projects and a ton of albums if you know with including each of the individual trilogy mixtapes you know and he's been around since 2011 you know so he was the first victim um, definitely if you haven't yet go check out that process um, I had a lot of fun making that podcast um, I'm also trying to incorporate a more visual element for my YouTube subscribers to try and get more of a YouTube attention. But yes, this will also is available on audio format via Anchor. So today we are going to be kicking episode two off the next victim of the song tournament. Kendrick Lamar, King Kendrick Lamar, Kung Fu Kenny. I'm Kendrick Lamar, mm. a.k.a. Benzis, to me just they car. Mm. That mean your friends just need be up to par. See my standards are... Yes. And it was really interesting when I was going through and trying to, you know, just going back and listening through to Kendrick Lamar's discography. Like, he might legitimately be one of, if not the best artists, like, of all time. I will just, I will stamp that there. Like... Kendrick Lamar has been such, like, a big part of my life. Like, I have been a huge fan since, like, 2013. I remember being in the, riding on the bus in middle school, and uh, it was around the time when Good Kid Mad City came out, and it was literally the only thing I would listen to. Like, literally from front to back, I would listen to it on the bus ride to school, all day at school, on the bus ride home from school, and then while I'm at home. And it was just one of those albums I'm sure I've heard like a thousand times. But then with each Kendrick project that came out before and after that, I was just always so in tuned. And it would be an album, especially in my younger years, where it'd be like the only thing I would listen to. So Kendrick Lamar plays a big part in my life for sure. So when doing this like song tournament thing, I was like, oh, I'm j I just, I hate myself. I hate myself. I just love to have myself stress out so much about trying to figure out what is a worst and best song honestly this one was 10 times easier this one was 10 times easier and i think it was just because of the simple fact that i have like like really like ingrained and engulfed like myself into kendrick's music that i have clear distinct favorites the hardest part was trying to figure out what is a worst song because honestly 
full-heartedly, Kendrick Lamar is an artist that I don't think has really made trash music really ever in his career. Ever in his career. It seems like he kind of has gotten into this space where he experiments and sits with it that it goes really well. It really does. But with his new album, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, with him coming back from that five-year hiatus, like, it was one of those things where it was like you kind of were like, he's been gone for so long, and if he doesn't meet expectations or suppress them, then it's looked at as a disappointment. I am one of those people where that album is absolutely incredible. It's incredible. The the therapy session that runs throughout that album, just how honest, personally, and upfront it is, is just absolutely such a piece of art. And I thought Damn was as personal as he can get, you know, when com- you know combating like religion and his sins and stuff like that. But then Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers was like, after everyone had coined Kendrick as the savior, he was like, nah, <laughs> nah. I'm just like you. I have all my I have my closet full of skeletons as well. And please stop painting me into this light because I cannot be that person for you. You yourself need to be that person. So that's a hell of an introduction. I would say you could see how much this man's music has meant to me in my life. So let's just kick off. Let's kick off the song tournament. Let's kick off Kendrick Lamar song tournament here. Let me get out my list of songs real quickly here in front of me. So we decided, we, me, <laughs> there's not, no team, it's a one-man show here. Um, <laughs> I decided to include Overly Dedicated because I figured if I'm going to include The weekends like early mixtapes, I'm going to include Kendrick Lamar's mixtape. His first like official release that really like put him on the map. So... We're going to kick off the song tournament. We're going to start from the earliest project in their discography all the way to the newest project, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Overly dedicated, Mr. Morale. So, people like bad news first. So, I am going to give bad news. Off right, but I will always start with worst song, then I will go into best song. So, this one was pretty easy, honestly. It's uh, for the worst song off Overly Dedicated. It's Michael Jordan. Uh, every time I'm in my city, I be hacking like my shit don't stink. Used to clean my rolling chain with alcohol and in the sink. Riding around with niggas that I grew up. And it's just one of those songs you can tell it's someone trying to catch on a trend and, you know, blow up. But, I mean, this mixtape came out in, like, 2010. So, like, you know, it sounds like a young person just wanting to get their hit record off, Right. Because that was the big thing with the music industry back in the day was you need a catchy song. You need a song for the radio instead of just a song kind of naturally finding its way there. So this song is painfully dry. It's painfully the beat. It sounds like it was made by a 12-year-old messing around on GarageBand. It just sounds too gimmicky. It sounds like it's literally made for an NBA 2K soundtrack. And the chorus sucks. My joke... Michael Jordan, and it's just one of those songs that you could just tell that this is, like, not Kendrick Lamar. Very early in his career, so I don't want to, like, harp on it too much, you know, because he was just, like, a kid when this song came out. And I get what he was going for, but it is easily the worst song on here. Easily the most generic, easily the most boring, easily the most bland. What I will say, though, is I like Schoolboy Q's energy as the feature on there. Now, 
for the best song on here, this is probably going to be an unpopular opinion because I know everyone loves the heart part too. It was like the big song that like really put Kendrick on. Um, the production on Ignorance is Bliss is absolutely amazing and astounding. I almost went, went with, with uh, PMP 1.5 with Absol. But ultimately, the song that really sticks with me the most on here is Opposites Attract. We hurt people that love us, love people that hurt us, hurt people that love us, love people. I'm inspired. So get inspired. And the reason why I went with this song is I just love the storytelling and the thematics and how he paints such a narrative on this song. And it just, it, and it also like really resonated with me, you know, on like a personal level. Like just going through of how opposites attract. And I love the section of the song where he's just like, you know, talking about all like, oh, this girl is literally like, oh, she does this for my mom. She does this. And like, it, it, they're all really good things, like objectively, right? But it's still like something just ain't right with it, you know? Like, ah, like, you, like, well, stop doing that. Stop being nice. Stop, you know, taking care of me. Stop asking me, you know, having a bad day. And it's just kind of crazy because that's how, that's how I've, I've been in those situations, both sides, you know? You could do all the right things for somebody, but it's just never enough. Or vice versa. Someone could be doing, could be absolutely perfect, right? They could be like the perfect girlfriend in figure, right? Or like in theory, like they could have all the right things, you know, but it's just something doesn't quite click. And it's like one of those things like you, you really just start kind of questioning yourself in that sense. And so I just, this is just a personal resonation. I absolutely love the production on this song as well. I think it's the song that I definitely play the most off this and it's my personal favorite off this record. So uh, moving on to the next one, probably when Kendrick Lamar really started to blow up. Um, section 80, going through Section 80. And the worst song on here was also pretty easy to me. Also unpopular opinion, because I know everyone thinks uh, No Makeup is, like, by far and away Kendrick's worst song. <laughs> and, like, Guilty Confession. I don't think that song's as bad as everyone makes it out the same, to be honest with you. I actually find a lot of enjoyment in No Makeup. I know... A lot of people will probably disagree and think that's like by far and away the worst song, but to me, I think the worst song is Tammy's song. Because with Tammy's song, it's just one of those things of like the production is so like out there, but like doesn't work for the song, and it really just fights with Kendrick's kind of like boring and bland uh, delivery and stuff that it just doesn't make for a very enjoyable song for me. It's definitely, to me, like the song that I like. I can't ever make it through. I always have to skip just because I get so uninterested. It's very boring. Um, yeah, just the, the mixture of the weird, like, off-rhythm beat with Kendrick just not sounding that inspired on it ultimately just leads to a song that I just don't find that interesting. Now, with saying the worst song on here, there is so many great songs on here that this one this one was hard for me. This one was hard for me. I got it narrowed down to Keisha's song and High Power. And both of them are completely different songs. I think Keisha's song, like, storytelling-wise and narratively, is, like, as top-notch as it gets with the themes running throughout it and him just 
talking about this girl who he like who's just going through so much and is just a you know becoming a product of their environment and is just ultimately getting led down the wrong path and stuff but once i hear the start of the high power beat it has to be high power Visions of Martin Luther staring at me. Malcolm X put a hex on my future. Someone catch me. I'm falling victim to a revolutionary song. The Serengeti's clone. Back to it has to be. It has to be high power. This song just bleeds nostalgia for me. Like, I just, I can't get enough of this song. Like, it was one of my favorite songs ever, like, growing up. And it's just one of those songs that just resonates and hits so home with me. And the fact that, you know, J. Cole produced the beat and... It's just it just brings so many memories to me as a kid. It just brings so many memories to me as a kid just playing the song over and over and over again. Frightening, so fucking frightening enough to call a man insane. I need a license to kill. Like it's just so like I really don't have any like strong like way of like saying like how this is my favorite song off this because in theory, like if we're talking about like skill-wise and pen and you know just being able to construct narratives Keisha's song is a better song but for me this is my opinion and I am going with high power just because the catchiness of the song the beat is damn near iconic at this point it's damn near iconic and I just I don't know absolutely love it so here now we move to a stretch where this man was just in a whole different zone and element from any artist that I think I've ever heard in my life. So we're going to start with Good Kid Mad City. And the thing with Good Kid Mad City, because obviously we start with bad news and we start with the worst song, is I think this album is literally perfect. I think this album is literally perfect. Uh, I tried to... I didn't want to like look at like the deluxe edition or anything like that. Like I wanted to stick to like the true 12-song album and pick what I thought was the worst song um this will be very quick um real to me was the pick and the only reason why I personally love that song I it just it's it drags a little too long it drags a little too long it doesn't need to be seven minutes I guess that is the only thing that I could say about it. That's it. I, I'm not talking trash from this song. I absolutely love this song. You're talking about one of my most nostalgic, like, important... Like, this album is, like, such an important part in, like, my, like, growing up and, like, life lessons and stuff like that that I can't... I can't talk trash about this song. It's literally impossible. Um, So then, when picking for the best song, I was like, oh, no. This, this album's gonna be gonna be tricky but with the fact that there are so many legendary and great songs on here there is one song that i just think just it's just in its own different mode and that's it's sing about me i'm dying of thirst Um, this song is just one of those, like, a one-of-one, one, like a magnum opus song. This is one of those that we're going to look back on. I mean, we still acknowledge it now, but this is one of the best songs to ever come out in music. 
facts. The storytelling, the production, the way that it ties into the narrative and the concept of the album, the way it is tying in all these different narratives to one another, and how it overly highlights a big issue with growing up in these in these communities and in these environments and how it ultimately just like at the end of the day like you need to come to repentance and you need to come to peace at the very end and that's where it's the genius part of it of sing about me and all that and just telling all these narratives all these stories and then dying of thirst and just needing that that savior needing that saving and you know whether you believe in you know, in a higher power or not, whether you're atheist or not, you know, you can kind of personify that in your own way. In Kendrick's way, it's through God. And it's just such an incredible moment in music that everyone who's a hip-hop fan knows of this song and just has so, like, has, I like, this is one of those songs I wish I could go back to and listen to for the first time. I wish that with my knowledge and with my maturity now that I could go back and listen to it for the first time now. Like, I, I wish that song could have came out now because I was, like, 13 listening to this song. I didn't realize the importance or the implications of this song. And it's just one of those one-of-one songs that it was a pretty easy choice to say that it was the best. So now, also moving on to a extremely difficult album to try and pick a worse song off, we have To Pimp a Butterfly, which is one of the best albums ever, and again, another perfect album, in my opinion. It's perfect. I have no complaints about this album. Just like Good Kid, Mad City, like, I don't have any, like, real complaints. Like, real, I I kind of, like, you know, song kind of lasted a little too long. But this is, like, the epitome from Good Kid, Mad City to to Pepper Butterfly, and the older I get, the more I recognize this. Um, Good Kid, Mad City is a great, phenomenal album. Right, and it's one of those albums that you don't think someone can like outdo, anyway, just because your brain can't comprehend like how much better someone can do. To Pimp a Butterfly is that album. Just when you think you can't get more ambitious, you can't get more bold, you can't get more experimental, you can't get more lyrically dense content. This album was the epitome of like outdoing a ten and dropping a twenty. It's just, it's one of those things I don't think I've ever seen in music. Usually, when an artist has dropped their peak album, which we all thought Good Kid Mad City was, he outdoes it with To Pimp a Butterfly. And it's one of those albums that's literally going to stand the test of time forever. So, for the worst song, I guess, Mama. Internet before internet had new acts. Mimicking radios, nemesis made me whack. My innocence limited, the experience lacked. Ten of us with no tentative tactic that. And that's just because it, I think it's just not as slightly ambitious and bold as the other songs. That's it. <laughs> that is it. It is still a great song. Totally plays into the thematics. Totally plays into the concepts of the album. I like the sound of it. I just think it's just not as ambitious or a song that I go back and play as much. That's all I have. Now for the best song on this album this one was really hard because i had it narrowed down to two right and there's so many great songs like if i was to make a top 10 like kendrick lamar like song list i think like six or seven out of the 10 would be on this album absolutely absolutely um but ultimately i had it narrowed down to 
Blacker the Berry and you. And while I think Blacker the Berry just came out and was such a milestone in like that in that time of place when we were in, you know, after like Trayvon Martin and Michael Brown and all the police brutality and, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement coming out, like I think that that song just is like such a bookmark, like not even just in music, but in history. Right? And how like the aggression and the emotion through it is so rich. I went with you though. I went with you. And the reason why I went with you is how personal Kendrick gets on that song with just like just so being like self-destructive and self-doubting and self-blaming and just holding himself to such a high position that he feels like he hasn't met and with him then turning to alcohol and just the, the whole song structure of just how it starts off with just the simple phrase loving you is complicated to himself loving you is complicated loving myself is so complicated Right, so then we go through the first verse, and then towards the end of the first verse, and Kendrick Lamar needs to be an actor, absolutely. If you've ever listened to that song, like the way that he actually makes it sound like he's drinking, absolutely phenomenal. But then starts drinking, and then alcohol gets involved, and then that is when the downward spiral just really comes into play. And he talks about issues with suicide, depression, failing himself, his family, his friends. How this new sudden fame has ultimately, all he thought he was going to do good, has just brought him a lot more bad and a lot more troubles than he could have ever anticipated. And it's just one of those songs that I am not going to get into it, but this is one of those songs that like ultimately holds such a strong place in my heart and has helped me in very strong times of need. It has helped me in very strong times of need. I have, this is one of those songs like I heavily heavily have related to and turned to in moments in my life when I really needed it the most and I will always I will thank Kendrick Lamar for this song so much because there's been moments I've been like that there's been moments I've been like that and it's just weird what music can do to kind of act as like a therapy when you don't feel comfortable really going to anybody else that's it that's all as personal as I'm going to get with this song it does mean a lot to me though so then moving on to it's this album just is so crazy to me because it's literally all the songs that didn't make it onto to Pimp a Butterfly compiled into its own little compilation compilation and it's still a pretty damn good album. Like it's just all the hey, this is all the stuff that I didn't think could make the album, but here you go. And it's still amazing and it's still incredible and just how ambitious a lot of these song ideas are and you know, just the experimentation of it, like, you have to applaud, absolutely, for sure, um, so I just went with the worst song, because it was just one of those songs, it, I know it acts as, Untitled 4, to me, was the worst song on here, and I just think, you know, I get what it's trying to do, it's trying to do, like, the for free interlude, the for sale interlude, you know, but, you know, it, just the the head is the answer, with like a lack of like any real like instrumental composition. It just kind of drags and it's just kind of bland and boring to me. Um, it's just the, the song I always skip on here, but I don't think it's like a. I, I get what he's going for on it, 
and it fits, but like, just not for me. Best songs on here was hard for me though. Best songs on here was hard for me. Uh, when going back and like re-listening through, um, I thought for sure it was like I was like, okay, Untitled Seven absolutely has to be the winner. But then I listened to Untitled Two. I was like, okay. And then Untitled Six came on. I was like, oh. And then Untitled Eight came on, and I was like. The funk on Untitled 8 is absolutely insane. Insane. I had completely... That song was just out of my memory. That song was just completely out of my memory. And when I played it the other day when I was preparing for this podcast episode, I was like dancing just like by myself in my kitchen. And I was like, okay, this song has to win. The song has to win. But then I listened to Untitled 7. Levitate, 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 oh. And initially, I was going to be like, all right, I don't like the long skit at the end, you know? That's going to be the ultimately deciding factor of it. But that first half of that song is just so iconic. It's so iconic. It's so bouncy, the instrumental on there the eerie like little like synth like warpy thing the levitate levitate and like just how catchy it is and how drearsy and like drowsy but like upbeat and full of energy and the way that that just beat just absolutely knocks you in the face is absolutely insane absolutely insane absolutely incredible song uh nothing much more to say about it though but that song's iconic and almost did lose its seat though Untitled 8. VA, if you haven't listened to Untitled The Master in a while, definitely do yourself a favor and go check that out soon. There are some hidden gems on there that I forgot about. So then moving into the next album, we have Damn. And this was, I would say, Kendrick Lamar's like more mainstream appeal attempt album, for sure. I think this album's absolutely phenomenal. But I think this is when we get to the point in Kendrick Lamar's career where he, he kind of does have a little bit more flaws in his music. Um, definitely not as perfection, but it's insane to, you know, be able to ask that for each of your albums, you know? Like Good Kid, Mad City, and To Pippa Butterfly are just so perfect. Um, but I still think Damn is an incredible album, has so many incredible moments. Um, so when trying to pick the worst song here, it was between Loyalty and Yeah. And when listening to Loyalty, I've never been the biggest fan of that song, but I can at least un- like get like the catchiness. You know, you got Rihanna on there. You know, the, some of the melodies are cool on there. Um, I'm really not the biggest fan of that beat still to this day. Uh, so I went with Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Buzzing. Radar is And the reason I went with yeah is because it's just boring. It's just like uninteresting. Like it's just so like like literally yeah yeah. Yeah yeah. Yeah yeah. Like I get so like uninterested listening to this song that it's it's honestly always been a skip for me on this album. I just like and I get what it means right like I get like in the context of the album like you know he's just at the point where he's just like not caring and just going through the motions like 
I get what it go- and like sonically it does its job with that. I just think it just doesn't make for a very enjoyable listen. Like I have so many lessons and lessons. Just no like catchiness, no really good melodies, no really it's just not a strong performance by him. It's just really just honestly falls extremely flat to me. Now, for the best song on here, Kendrick Lamar has some of his greatest music on here and has some of his greatest storytelling on here. When you have tracks like Duckworth, XXX, Feel, Pride, um, Fear, like all those songs are just the epitome of just incredible songwriting. Incredible songwriting. But when that DNA beat hits, my guy, that shit is fucking amazing. So obviously, it has to, it's DNA. It's DNA. I got, I got, I got, I got loyalty, got royalty inside my DNA. Cocaine quarter piece, got war and peace inside my DNA. I got power, poison, pain. DNA is one of those songs that I think you could make an argument has the best beat switch in, like, all of music. You can make a, a very strong ar- argument. And I will never forget my first time ever listening to this song. And it just, like... You start off with blood, and it's, like, slow, kind of haunting, and you're like, okay, and then you just get the, I got, I got, I got, and then I just remember just listening to it, and I was like, oh, my God, this man's going crazy, and then you hear the, and then the the incorporation of that, like, Fox News bit on there, and then you hear the five, four, and then Kendrick just, like, starts speeding up, and then Mike Will made it, like, drops that, like, insane, like, give me some ganja. One of the hardest beats I've ever heard in my life. And I know that this song got, like, probably overplayed for a lot of us, but it's still one of those. Like, I... See, I thought the overplaying of it was gonna make me want to pick more of, like, a Fear or a Duckworth. You know, all incredible songs. But the energy is so infectious on that song that, for me, it just... It it has to be DNA. It has to be DNA. So then, for... We have his newest record that just came out this year. Five-year hiatus comes back with Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. And first reaction video to that is on my YouTube channel, so definitely definitely go check that out. And honestly, I think this album is so incredible and has touched me on such a personal level with all the issues and things that he talks about and goes through, and I just love the way how the album just builds as like a super long therapy session. And, you know, with it having the two sides and just knowing when, you know, to be able to get to the point, right, in your life to where you can, like, really, like, look back and be like, okay, I need to change some things. Let me go back through, figure out where these things are kind of stemming from in my life, and then see how these things are affecting my personal life. And that's ultimately what therapy is, if, if you've ever gone to therapy. It's just looking through your past and th- moments in your past that have caused you to do things or caused the troubles and anguish that you're going through now. But regardless, this isn't a Mr. Mor- Morale in the Big Steppers review. This is me saying what I think is the be- worst and best song, song tournament. But this song is absolutely, or this album is absolutely incredible. Personally resonate with this album a lot. I think it has some of Kendrick's greatest songwriting ideas Um his creativity just really shines on this album to me for sure. Um, and it's definitely one of those albums where it came out and it was kind of like mixed reviews. I think it was just because over five years you kind of build expectations on what you think an, an artist is going to bring. 
and then you kind of get it and it's not quite what you thought it was going to be so you just kind of need more time to live with it but i've always been such a big fan of this record and i think it's top three two or one of this year i haven't really thought about it but it's definitely one of the best albums to come out this year but the worst song on here to me is purple hearts and what i will say with this song in particular is like just the melody on it like it's just it just it's so drowsy but like not in like a vibey sense though it's just like all right just pick it up pick up the song like i don't i don't know what kendrick was really going through here vocally either i just it doesn't it didn't sound that good to me summer walker sounded okay but at that point i'm just ready for the song to just be over honestly this is probably one of the like like worst kendrick performances i've ever heard him on a song just like so like and i've said it before and i said it with yeah it's just not engaging and it's just so like hard to like for the ear to catch it that you're just so like oh my god just move on and you know what makes me even more mad about this song honestly is ghostface absolutely kills the end of it absolutely just slaughters it has such a deep and personal and touching verse that just is so filled with energy and that's where like i with looking at kendrick it's like dude you have ghostface killer an absolute legend on here who gave you an incredible verse and that's what you keep on the song that's what you decide to play like you didn't hear that Ghostface verse before you turned the album in and wanted to change up the song? Like, I don't know. To me, it's just it's just not a very... It's I don't want to have to play a song to then just... I'll, I'll skip to the Ghostface verse because I think it's great, but the rest of the song to me is just pretty weak to me, honestly. Um, So now for the best song on this album, this one was hard because I haven't had a chance to like really like live with this album as much as I have. All the previous ones, you know, just came out a few months ago so it was definitely difficult for me for sure um i had it narrowed down to father time uh and 95 and then count me out um as much as i think silent hill is also very great i just think when you're comparing like song structures and thematics and you know throughout the other these other songs like i you know and kodak honestly kind of rules that song anyway in my opinion um so I I was gonna go with Father Time at first because I was like, oh my that that song with Santa is just absolutely amazing. And then I listened to N95 and I was like, dude, the energy is just again absolutely infectious on this song. And thought it was gonna be another DNA situation, but man, and even like I went to go. So in August I saw him live in Sacramento and one of the best concerts I've ever seen. Like seriously, him and Baby Keem just absolutely killed it. Um, and like N95 was so electric live, like it just like absolutely almost damn near blew the stage up. But my favorite song on here is definitely Count Me Out. I love when you count me out. Fuck it up, fuck it up, fuck it up, fuck it up, fucking it up. How you gonna wear my shorts when the last run deep? It's definitely Count Me Out. Um, that song was really helping me during like a lower moment in for me this year. And like just seeing it live too just meant so much more to me. And I just love how 
it just kind of blends like the hypeness, right? And like the energy in it with like such like personal undertones in it to just really make like the perfect like gift of a song and how it is just constantly shifting song structure to song structure throughout the song. And N95 does a really good job of doing that too, but I think just Count Me Out, just the stronger personal undertones I think is what carries this one. You know, I just love the the whole, you know, it's it's really starts the shift of the album, you know, because the whole first part is just kind of talking about, like, these are all the wrongdoings. This is how I have been fucking up over these past five years. Um, these are all my issues. These are all my, my anger, my depression. And then this song is just, like, where things start to switch of, like, now, okay, this is when the therapy session really starts to be more open, being more vulnerable, being more honest, you know? Wanting to help yourself. That's the big thing. Wanting to help yourself. So I think it's absolutely, yeah, Count Me Out has to win. All right, so here now we have, let me, I got my list right here in front of me. So we're going to start with picking the worst song. And I have have no idea what's going to happen here. Um, I have yet to think about it. I like to pre-prep with best worst and best from each project and then decide on the podcast here so for the worst songs in this list we have michael jordan tammy's song real mama untitled four yeah purple arts so right off rip we're getting rid of real and mama yep we'll get rid of those real and mama those aren't i wouldn't even call those bad songs that's unfair to them uh, just for the simple fact that Purple Hearts has the Ghostface verse, we'll we can, we'll we'll take that one out of there. So, um, Purple Hearts is eliminated. Um, I will take out Untitled Four just because it doesn't really feel like a full song. It just feels like an interlude that was left off the album that I at least respect its ambitions for. So, boom, I'll take that one off as well. And now, looking at this, I can confidently say these are the three Kendrick Lamar songs that I genuinely don't have any enjoyment whatsoever in. Michael Jordan, Tammy's song, and Yeah. I kind of like Schoolboy Q's energy at the end of Michael Jordan, which gives it some... Like, uh, what's the word? What's the word? What's the word? What's the word? That gives it some... No. I don't know. I don't know what the word is, but I, I'm taking it off. Taking it off. Schoolboy Q, you saved the day. Schoolboy Q, you saved the day. So Tammy's song and yeah. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know this girl. She a real good girl. You know what I will say? Okay, no, I know. I know. Yeah, at least, like, sonic-wise, it hits what it's trying to do. It does. I get what the song is trying to go for with its sounds, which can give me kind of a respect for it. Yeah, I kind of... Yeah, yeah, now I'm now I'm comfortable with that. Yeah, Tammy's song, I think, is the worst Kendrick Lamar song. There we have it. Worst Kendrick Lamar song, in my opinion. Tammy's song, yes. Yes. Don't hate me, it's just my opinion. That no one asked for. All right. So now into a more discussion that I feel more comfortable having with Kendrick Lamar because it feels weird talking about 
Kendrick Lamar in any sense in a negative undertone. Um, we're going to go through the best now. So we have Opposites Attract, High Power, Sing About Me, You, Untitled 7, DNA, Count Me Out. If you want me to be completely honest with you, to save everyone's time, I already knew that this song most likely was going to be the best. I'm not even going to sit here and waste your time. What I honestly think is Kendrick Lamar's best song to me is You. It is You. I'm not going to sit here and like pretend to like have a debate. Sing About Me is very close. That's that's the only thing I will say. Is the only song that like I could kind of see any giving giving it any real like competition is Sing About Me. Absolutely. But like I was talking about with the song earlier, like um you just hold such like a personal resonance with me and just the progression of that song and the emotion that just runs through it. And it's just one of those songs that you can like, when you listen to it, you could just see it. You could just see it. And like the whole story that it just tells, like I just, I think it is genius. It's just absolutely incredible. It's unlike anything I've ever heard in my life. And, you know, I would love to sit here and, you know, sit, say how much the song has helped me in my life. But, uh, no. <laughs> no. Um, so, yeah. So, best Kendrick Lamar song, You. Worst Kendrick Lamar song, Tammy's song. See, this wasn't as nearly as hard as I thought it would be. Um, so, thank you so much for sitting here and sticking around. If you're still sticking around here at this time, listening or watching on YouTube, you are my favorite human being ever. Yes. Because I'm assuming there's probably only one or two of you who are sticking around. So, Love you. So, yeah. So, those are my thoughts on Kendrick Lamar's discography. I will be back for episode three with uh, an artist. I don't really know who I'm going to do for episode three quite yet. But stay tuned for that. Um, That will be coming out in just a couple weeks. Um, Yeah. So, go follow me on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Um, I'm available on all those. Uh, just search up Jaden Urban and you will be able to find me on all of those platforms. Um, Urban Soundcheck through TikTok. Go if you are listening audio um, wise via Anchor or Spotify or Apple Music Podcast. Um, go f- uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel, Urban Soundcheck. Um, U R B A N apostrophe S space capital S O U N D C H E C K. Urban sound check. Or if you're watching via my YouTube, I'll put a link down in the description to go follow my anchor in case you wanted to listen to me via audio instead of via video. So thank you so much for tuning in and listening to my thoughts. I hope you have a beautiful, blessed rest of your day. Peace. <laughs>